Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's... Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of Superman. I thought I'd read to you a little bit out of Superman, The Man of Tomorrow, Archives, Volume 1. This introduction is by Mark Wade, who is a 20-year veteran of DC writer over at DC Comics. Welcome to the Silver Age. As even quite a few non-fanatics know today, Superman first appeared in Action Comics number 1 and his success fathered an entire industry, literally thousands of imitation characters from all comics publishers followed in his red-booted footsteps, and together formed the foundation of a powerhouse publishing business that exists to this day. It all began in 1938, and depending on what your perspective was, ten years later, throughout the golden age of the 1940s, superheroes had either been a dominant and unique genre in the medium or a fad. There were doubtless an enormous number of publishers and creators who were convinced of the latter. As well-loved as superheroes had been, particularly among overseas soldiers during World War II, their popularity had bottomed out by the beginning of the 1950s. While there were still plenty of comic books being published, but they were framed around other popular genres, such as crime or westerns or horror. By the early 1950s, nearly every superhero title had folded. And across the industry, DC's big three, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, were the only headliners to survive the ebb in popularity. In 1956, at a time when comics were strictly for kids, and a total audience turnover was thought to occur in cycles of five years at the outside, DC gambled that there might be a dime-clutching children out there, ready for superheroes once more. That gamble paid out, beginning with the super speedster The Flash, costume prime busters, began once more to dominate the newsstands. In time, this new era became known as Comic Silver Age, a creative renaissance revered by fans to this day. So revered, in fact, that DC has been working hard of late to meet collectors' demands for Silver Age archive editions to shelve alongside those collecting tales of the Golden Age. In your hand, you hold one of the most eagerly awaited Silver Age volumes of all. And for that, you can thank a man named Mort Wessinger. Um, we'll read more next time. But that just kind of gives you a history of what was happening with Superman. Basically, he became extremely popular and had everybody across the comics industry copying Superman. So there were a lot of superheroes out there. And in 1940, when Superman appeared on radio, he was at one of the peaks of his popularity. But by ten years later... Uh, superheroes would start to wane and start to be gone from the landscape. But they would resurface about five years later when DC tried to again bring them back. Now Superman 
was alive through all of this, certainly in radio and then in television. He started television in 1952 and ran until 1958. But we will cover that more, as I say, next time. Anyway, for now, enjoy another episode of Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, mighty visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can twist steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to a target, and walked about among human beings as champion of the weak and the oppressed in the person of Clark Kent's news reporter. Sent west with hats to cover the dedication of the new national monument at Buffalo Hills, Kent had discovered that the life of Governor Carson was threatened by a gang of criminals under the lead of Pete Flores. Kent and Hatch had gone to the governor's mansion to warn him, but had been seized by the police as dangerous characters. Feeling that he could do more good out of jail than in it, Kent had leaped off and avoided arrest. As our story continues today, it is getting toward midnight, the time set by Flores for his attempt against the governor. But Kent does not know this. Determined on joining Hatch and then breaking out of jail, he has given himself up, only to meet a surprise. Hatch is in solitary confinement. And Kent's cellmate is a stranger who mistakes him for a member of the Flores gang. Realizing that this may give him the information he needs, Kent leads the man on. Listen. Okay, the jailer's gone. Now, come on, lend me your hand. Lend you a hand? Now, what are you trying to do? Listen, don't be giving me that stuff. I know what you're in here for. Oh, you do, eh? Sure, I heard what the guy said. They caught you sneaking around Carson's place. Well, I reckon you and me are playing the same record. Yeah, shouldn't wonder at all. Oh, quit being so cozy. I know Flores, too, see? Yeah? Yeah, and I know something else. I know why you're here. Oh? Yeah, and I know what we're all supposed to do tonight. So come on, come clean. Look here now, I, uh, I'm not sure about this. Oh, quit it, will you? Didn't Pete say he'd send a guy in here to help spring me tonight? Pete Flores told you that, did he? Now, you know mighty well he did. And you know why, too. Well, maybe I do. But I never take chances. Just why is Pete going to get you out of here tonight? Oh, lay off that stuff and help me with this mattress. Come on. Mattress? What are you planning on doing with that? Listen, wise guy, I'm putting it down on the floor because that's where I like to sleep. What do you think I'm doing with it? It looks to me as if you were going to build a fire with it. Well, if you ain't smart, I am going to build a fire with it. Now, listen, kid. Ain't nobody can hear you. I know why you're here. Look, what's your name? My name's Monty. All right, Monty. Me and Flores, we we can't afford to take chances. You know that. Sure, I know. So, suppose you give me the lineup. Then I'll know what's what. Look, I'll give it to you quick, okay? Pete said he'd pick a guy that nobody knew around here. So there'd be two of us when the riot begins, see? Yeah. I set fire to the mattress. There'd be a lot of hollering and smoke. Yeah. They'll come running down here, and you and me will make a getaway. Well, sounds good, Monty. Then what? Then we beat it up to the governor. There'd be a fast car waiting for us at the corner. We grab that, beat it uptown, and join Dutchie Gale outside the house. Well, sounds easy. 
What's Dutchie going to be doing? Dutchie will break into the mansion, drag out the governor. Well, maybe we'll have to help him. Well, we'd better take this business kind of easy. We might not be able to pull it off. Listen, kid, you don't know Pete Flores. Whatever, don't come off. Flores ain't going to stop there. What do you mean? Oh, he's got lots of things up his sleeve, Flores has. Yeah? Sure. If this don't work out right tonight, well, just wait to see what happens next. Go on, Marty. What will happen next? I don't think you know as much as you think you do. Oh, I don't, eh? Well, I do. And so do you. Now, you quit trying to kid me. Give me a hand with this Mackerson. Get ready with your slugger. Now, what do we do? Well, we start up the fire. Like this, see? <clears throat> ah, that'll do it fine. This stuff goes up like hay. I kept the match on purpose. Hey, that, that's going to make quite a blaze, Monty. You'll choke us all to death. The other guys will begin hollering in a minute. Well, then what? Well, when that keeper comes in to see what's up, you slap him over the head and we swipe his keys. Huh? <coughs> hey, that, that, that smoke's getting mighty hey, thick. But the, but the thicker it is, the better. Hey, hey where are you? Listen, they're coming. I heard a whistle. Hey, here comes the keeper. The minute he opens the cell, let him have it. Hey, hey now. Now, where are you? Hey. Now hey. oh, they can see a thing in the smoke. I think it's time Clark Kent changed into Superman. They can't see a thing. I'll duck right out past that keeper. If he gets in my way... Ah, sorry. Can't stop to apologize. Now then, out of here and down that corridor. Quick. Ah, there's the brick wall. Now remember that window faces on the jail yard. Well, here we go. Right through it. Ah, out in the yard. And up. 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 Wish I could stop and get Hatch out of there. There isn't time now. By heavens, that fellow was right. There is a car down there. They're waiting for a jailbreak. Then they'll be after the governor. I've got to hurry. Got to get there first. Up, up, and away! Leaping skyward, a weird figure streaks through the air toward the executive mansion of Governor Carson. Red cloaks streaming in the wind. Superman shoots through the night like a meteor. Over the mansion, where a single light burns in a window, he hovers, then drops slightly down. There's the governor. Inside that room on the second floor. He's just going to bed. I'll crawl along the ledge, raise the window, and walk in on him as Clark Kent. I'll tell him I got a ladder and climbed up. Now, here we are. Evening, Governor. Who's that? Hey, what in the world? Don't be frightened, please. I had to get in, and this was the only way. Frightened? I'll show you how frightened I am. What do you mean by this? Governor Carson, I have something to tell you. It's about Pete Flores. Flores? Yes. You know about Flores. And how did you get in here? Governor, I'm a newspaper man from the East. I heard some gangsters plotting, and I came right here to tell you. Much obliged. Now, you can just stay right where you are till I call a guard. Governor, quick. What time is it? Great heavens. Is that clock right? It's just midnight. Listen, you've got to listen. I'll listen. It'll take the guards a few minutes to get here. I've already rung for them. Governor, members of the Flores gang, maybe Flores himself, are coming here to kidnap you. They'll be here any second. And so will the guards. No, they won't. Don't you understand? All that's been taken care of. Oh, has it? Then what do you suggest? Assuming for the time being that we're speaking the truth. Wait, look. There's a car pulling up right now. Just beyond the wall. They're coming. Governor, you've got to let me meet them here in your place. What? You're out of your mind. I say you've got to. If it's Flores, now's our chance to get him once and for all. 
If it isn't, well, you can't afford to risk yourself. Let them come. Just let them come, that's all. Now, hey, hey, what are you uh, doing? Confound it, sir. Let me down. I'll have you jailed for this. Sorry, Governor. No time to argue. Got to be here when those fellows enter the room. And I've got to be here alone. I want them to think I'm you. Now, put me down. What are you doing? I'm putting you in the closet. Uh, it's all over. Now, quiet, please. No, I won't be quiet. Oh, I... yes, you will. Here, I hate to do it, but take uh, this. Ooh. There. Didn't hurt him any. But it will keep him quiet. Now, I'll just lock him in. There, that does it. After all, it's for his own good. Oh, they're coming. Where's the governor's bathroom? Ah, there it is. They find me in bed. They'll never stop to ask whether I'm here or not. Great Scott, they certainly didn't waste any time. They've got a ladder and they're coming right up. It's a good thing I turned off the light. Okay, okay, there he is, boys. Lay in there in the bed. All right, grab him quick. Put that bag over his head. Hurry up, boy, wakes up. Yeah. Come on, then. Jump him. Oh, 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 yeah, the hand. Oh, yeah, come on, hurry it up. Oh, Make him quit that yelling, will you? Out the window. Out of the car. Make a thing. Boy, was that smooth. How's he doing under that bag, Monty? He's all right, Dutchie. He ain't hollering half so much. Where's Flory's? Well, Monty, reckon it won't do no harm to tell you now. Flory said he'd wait till we got clear, and he'd sneak into the house himself and go through the record. You mean Pete Flory's is back there in the mansion right now? Boy, has he got nerve. Well, he figures all the angles, kid. Hey, Mike, ain't this the lake? Hey, look, we're on a bridge. Right over the river. Yeah, the lake's just ahead. Yeah. This'll do fine. Pull up, Mike. Take a good look, Monty. Anything coming? No. No, I can't see a thing. It's pitch black, too. Okay. Drag him out of there. Quick. Hurry. You tie up his hands and feet like I told you, Monty. Put me down. I'll tell you I'll help you out of jail. Yes, it's born, too. Come on. Right oh. over to the edge. Oh. Now then. Sling oh. him out. Put I got him. You take his feet, right? Oh. Oh. One. Put me down. Two. Oh. And away. Ah, the devils. They thought I was the governor, and they threw me into the river. Well, they won't get far with that. First thing, we've got to get out of this bag. Oh. Into the air. Up, up. There they go, off in their car. I'd like to follow them and see what they're up to, but I can't. Now that what they said is true, if Boris is back there at the executive mansion, up, up and away, faster, faster. Governor locked in that closet. Boris prowling around the house. If I ever hurried in my life, it's got to be now. Hurry, faster, faster. Back along the white road, flashing over the rooftops of Boulder City, swifter than a bird in flight, Superman swoops down to the ledge outside Governor Carson's window. Here we are. Lights on again. Down. Down. Now then. Nobody in the room. No sign of a struggle. If he's still knocked out and locked in the closet... Governor Carson, I... Wait, Scott. It's empty. He's not there. Where is he? What's happened? And where's Flores? Governor! Governor Carson! Governor Carson, where are you? Governor! Superman runs through the silent rooms. 
But not even an echo comes back to answer him. The governor has vanished. Where is he gone? What has happened? Has Pete Flores found him at last and taken sudden summary vengeance? Meanwhile, what of old Asa Hatch, whom we last saw being led off to jail? Tune in next time for the fast-moving, incredible climax. Follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, who is faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive, who comes from interstellar space, but who walks the earth as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Superman, as Clark Kent, had come to Boulder City in the Buffalo Hills with old Asa Hatch, scientist and photographer, to cover the dedication of a new national monument. On their way west, they had discovered a plot against the reformed governor, L.J. Carson, and Kent had allowed himself to be carried off by the gang in the governor's place in the hope of learning their plans. The gang had thrown him in a lake and left him, but not until Kent had overheard them say that the gang chief himself, Pete Flores, was back at the executive mansion. Hearing the worst, Kent had broken his bonds, flashed upward out of the water and returned, only to find the governor gone. As our story continues today, Superman is still running through the silent rooms, calling. Listen. Governor. Governor Carson. Where are you? Governor Carson. Governor. Oh, not a sign of him. If the door of that closet wasn't damaged, he hadn't even forced the lock. What's that? Footsteps. Someone's coming. It's that devil Flores. Or whoever it is, he's coming down the hall outside the door. I'll change back to Clark Kent till I know who it is. Governor, I give you my word with all the doing of that fellow Keegan. Wait a minute, Hatch. Don't move. Who's that back of the curtain? Gosh, is that you, Governor? Why, Asa Hatch. Kent, my dear fellow. Oh, it's you, is it? Governor, where have you been? What's happened? Hatch, what's been going on? From what my old friend Carson tells me, we all have a little explaining to do. I'll say we have. We'll begin with you, young man. I understand you're a newspaper man named Clark Kent. That's right, Governor. Say, I'm awfully sorry I had to lock you in that closet. I, I didn't want to, but it was just touch and go. Yeah, that's what you did to my chin, too. Touch and go. <laughs> well, I'll forgive you. Ada tells me it was all in a good cause. But what happened to you? Where did you go? Same to you, young man. What happened to you? Where did you go? Governor, about five seconds after I locked you up, the gang came in the window and carted me off. My dear fellow, who was it? Our old pal, Dutchie Gann. Hatch, you remember Dutchie? Oh, indeed, yes. Well, Dutchie and his pal breezed in the window, slipped a bag over my head, and carried me away in a car. But what then? How'd you get loose? Oh, I don't know. I guess they got tired of something. Anyway, they rolled me out, and I came back, and here I am. But look, how did you get out of that closet? Well, I came to after a while and began kicking and yelling, and the guard came in and heard me. And, of course, the first thing I tried to do was phone for the police, and I couldn't. Oh, why not? The wires were cut. That was the first thing that suggested you might have been right, Kent. So I called off my car and I went down to headquarters in person. And the first person he saw, my dear fellow, was myself. Yes, what? luckily. They were giving old Aza a tough examination. Yes. Wanted to know where he came from and all that. Oh, tremendous excitement. Jailbreak, prisoners escaped. They thought I might have arranged it, Kent. Me. Anyway, I got Hatch out of there and we came right back. Yes, and what I want to know now is what in the name of time is going on? Uh, it's a long story. I won't bore you with it. I'll just say this. Pete Flores is a crook and a murderer. And a mighty clever one at that. 
before I was elected, he just about ran this territory. I swore that I'd put him and his whole gang out of business. And meanwhile, he's doing his best to put you out of business, eh? Well, I've got Enrico Frame. He was Flory's right-hand man. Just a matter of time till I get Flory himself. Unless he gets you first, Governor, is that it? He won't, Kent. That sort of rat hasn't been learned. Well, what about tonight? Well, you said yourself Flores wasn't there. He left the dirty work again. Well, really, Carson, I don't think it matters. Anyway, they missed fire, so that's that. Oh, no, don't you believe it. What? Why, bless me, Kent, what do you mean? Governor, you've got to be careful. I heard them talking tonight while they were driving me off. And I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. They've got something else up their sleeve. Well, what is it? And I don't know. But they're counting on it. Carson, if I were you, I should keep to myself out of the public eye until this fellow Flores is finished with once and for all. Perhaps I can't do that. Even if I wanted to, why, it would be the most cowardly thing I could think of. I couldn't do it. Well, my dear fellow, why not? The Buffalo Hills ceremonies, Avery. Have you forgotten what you came out here for? Oh, Governor, can't you get out of that? Absolutely impossible. There'll be thousands of people here from all over the country. I'm making the principal speech. Ah, yes, yes, dedicating the Pioneer's National Monument. Just the same, Governor, you'll be taking an awful chance. Why, it's a perfect setup for anybody that wanted to get you. Well, all right, Kent. After all, we can't live forever. Hello, who's that? Come in. Governor, I beg your pardon, well, sir. Well, it's Lieutenant Maxson. Come in, Maxson. Governor, I'm mighty sorry to bother you at this time of night. I'm too bad if I was in bed, but I'm not, so forget it. Gentlemen, meet Lieutenant Maxson, one of the guard officers out at Buffalo Hill. Buffalo Hills uh, at the National Monument? Yes. Ah. Maxim, this is Asa Hatz, the picture man, and Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet back east. How do you do, Lieutenant? Glad to know you. Now then, what's on your mind? First thing, Governor, did you know your wires are cut? I did, and I do. Go on. All right, sir. Colonel Bowles told me to get right in here and give you a special message. Colonel Bowles? Yes, superintendent, officer in complete charge. Oh. Head of construction, head of engineering, head of the guard. Go on, Lieutenant. What's up? Governor. It may seem a little queer, but the colonel called me a while ago and said for me to come right into Boulder City and get you. Get me? Yes, sir. He wants me to bring you out to the monument. Said it was important and not to fail. What? Tonight? Oh, good heavens, man. I know, I know. I, it seems queer and all that, but you know the colonel, sir. I do. He's as level-headed a man as ever was. Well, if he thinks it's better, is it? It is. Governor... Look here, sir. You're, you're surely not going. Oh, dangerous, my dear fellow. Oh, no, Highly no, dangerous. Quit that, will you, both of you? You got a car downstairs, Lieutenant? Yes, sir. I drove in myself. Take you right back to the monument and bring you home again. All right, we're on our way. Oh, uh, look here. You two don't need to come along. What? Miss a story in the making? Oh, Carson, you don't know him. All right, I guess the car will hold for. Wait. What's the matter? I thought I saw someone sticking down the car. Why? Huh? Uh, no, there's no one there. It's lighted all the way to the end. Well, I could have sworn. Well, never mind. Come along. It's after midnight. You'll get a chance to see what the new Pioneers National Monument looks like by moonlight. Lead the way, Maxie. But the governor was right. There was a form stealing silently in the darkness, out of the lighted corridor. The treacherous secretary, Keegan, who learned what was doing and who visited the car of the guard officer in the courtyard below who crept through the shadows to place a certain small object well down in the cushions of the rear seat. An object which would stay hidden and unnoticed till the car reached the most dangerous portion of the mountain road and then do its work, still hidden, still unnoticed. How are you up front there, Kent? You all right? Okay, thanks, Governor. How's Mr. Hatch? 
Almost asleep, Kent. I, I find the motion unusually soothing. Uh, getting up there, aren't we, Maxon? Yes, sir, Governor. Getting sort of sharp. That's why I closed the windows. Look out there, Isa. Isn't that some view? Say, wake up, will you? Uh, what, what did you say? I say, look at that view. How'd you like to photograph that, huh? Hey, that's something, all right. Uh, Gosh, we're right on the edge of nothing. How far down is it? Uh, what'd you say? Uh, <laughs> boy, I'm worse than old days. Uh. Are we getting to the monument? Yeah. It's almost there. Just around the corner. Hey, watch what you're doing, will you? Oh, great Scott, I, I almost dropped off this sleep. Yeah, I'll say you did. We were heading straight for the guardrail. How far down did you say that was from here, Governor? Huh. Hey, that's funny. They're both asleep. Are they? Yes. It's sort of queer, isn't it? Say, what's going on? What's happening? Maxon, watch what you're doing. You're heading for the rail. We'll go over the cliff. Maxon, look out! Oh, can't send much of this. Good thing it's a solid steel body. Time for Superman to take charge. Out the door. Up, up. Yeah, now they're falling clear. Off the cliff and down into the valley. Must be a thousand feet. Got to dive down, down and catch that car before it hits. Down, down. Two hundred. Five hundred. Almost there. Now then. Stop. I have it. I've caught the car. Now, back to the road up above before they know what's happened. Up, up and away. Up, up. Here. Here. What happened? What's going on? Please, huh? say, Kent, I, I believe I've been asleep. Kent, what's happened? Why are you driving? What's the matter with Max? It's all right, Governor. Huh? We had a little accident, went through the guardrail. Everybody what? fell asleep. Must have been a leak in the exhaust. Gas came up in the car. What's that? We went through the guardrail. My heavens, what a narrow escape. Oh, the car got banged up a little. Lucky it still runs. Oh, my head. Ah, oh, here comes Max around. Now, we're all present and accounted for. But, Kent, I, I don't understand. Well, don't ask me, Governor. I guess we should have left the window open. You mean to say, Kent, I can't believe it. We went through the guardrail and didn't go over the cliff? Miraculous. I don't remember a thing. Say, you can pull up now, Mr. Kent. That's the office. We've got to the monument. Well, if you ask me, we're mighty lucky. After we got back on the road, I didn't think this whole buggy would go at all. There we are. Uh, well, I'm a little dizzy, but I guess I can navigate. What about you, Hatch? I appear to have been sadly bumped and bruised by a, a person or persons unknown. This way, gentlemen. Hmm. I guess the colonel's still up. His light's on. Come on in. Well, I'd be mighty glad to know what's going on. We'll lead the way, Max. This is the office. Colonel Ball's quarters. Funny. Said he'd be waiting for us. If you say there's a light in the room, knock again. Probably fallen asleep. Give it a good bang. Gentlemen, I think we'd better break in the door. Right. Really? Kent, what do you mean? I'm afraid something's happened. Someone's been here before us. But, yes, he's right, Carson. Break it down. What do you say, sir? By all means. Go ahead, Maxon. Here. I'll lend you a hand. <laughs> Come on, it's going once again. There we are. Why, there he is. He's sitting right at his desk. He's asleep. Colonel Bowles. Bowles. Good heavens, he doesn't hear us. Hatch! Look at him. No, he doesn't hear us. 
He'll never hear anything again. You were right, Kent. Someone has been here before us. And the question now is who? And what would Bowles have told us if he'd been allowed to live? Sudden appalling mystery at the Pioneer's National Monument. Is Asa Hatch right? Did someone call on Colonel Bowles to make sure that he kept silent forever? And if so, what had he found out? What strange piece of news that made him call the governor in the dead of night? And above all, what terrible danger, unknown to everyone, creeps down on Governor Carson? Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's the bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Now Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who has appeared on Earth from the outer reaches of the universe with a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and who walks about among human beings as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Kent, Asa Hatch, and Governor Carson were in the office of the superintendent of Buffalo Hills in answer to an urgent summons, only to find that the superintendent who had summoned them was mysteriously dead. As our story continues today, some time has passed. It is the morning of the dedication ceremonies at the new Pioneer's National Monument. Kent and Hatch are pleading with the governor not to take part. Listen. Well, there goes the clock, gentlemen. Half past ten. If we're going to be ready for the great unveiling at noon, we'd better be on our way. Governor, please. I'm not talking through my hat, honestly. Now, Kent, look here. You've been talking for the past half hour, and you haven't yet produced a single valid reason why I shouldn't go to Buffalo Hills. Oh, my dear Carson, that's hardly fair. Look here, sir. Two nights ago, the superintendent was mysteriously killed. Since then, two watchmen have fallen off the face of the cliff. Now, that doesn't prove something's going to happen today. I do believe he's right, my dear fellow. Nonsense. Now, look here, Hatch. You've been taking pictures of the cliff, haven't you, from various angles? Oh, yes, indeed, for the last two days. Well, you haven't noticed anything queer, have you? Well, after all, Carson, the dastardly plot would hardly appear in a photograph. All right, but nobody else has noticed anything queer either. And we've had guards all over the place. Governor, Flores is a dangerous man. If he's up to something, and I'm convinced of it, you don't think he'd show his hand, do you? Now, I warn you, sir, don't go out to those ceremonies today. Don't do it. Seriously, my dear fellow, I share Mr. Kent's opinion. You mustn't do it. On the contrary, I must do it. By confounded, do you realize what's going on today? 15,000 people from all over the country are here at Buffalo Hills to watch that dedication. Greatest group of carvings the world's ever seen. Half a mile up on the face of the cliff. I've got to be there to welcome you. Now, come along, Kent. The cars are waiting down below. Let's be on our way. But, Governor... No, 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 no more arguing. I'm going But Kent and Hatch are right. Even as the cars of the governor's party wind through the mountains toward the scene of the dedication, deadly danger waits at Buffalo Hills. In a tunnel in the cliff, above and beyond the giant carvings in the stone, Pete Flores talks with Dutchie Gann and makes his final plan. This what you doing, Pete? I just set the last fuse, Dutchie. We are in the rock behind the car. Right below is where the governor will stand, directly under the cliff. When the cliff falls, it will fall on the governor. 
That foreign crowd, too. Gee. But they'll see it. They know it was dynamite. Ah, no, no, it is more clever. High up in the mountains, that chief. There are other charges. Just enough to start a, how you say, avalanche, yeah? What? An avalanche, tons and tons of rocks. They come down, strike the top of the cliff. Big noise. Oh, oh I get it. Then what? When the rocks hit the top of the cliff, they set off more charges. All the charges back of the car. Right over the head of the governor. Dutchy, wait till you see. When does it happen? At noon. The gun goes off in the valley. Then I throw the switch, see right here, and that sets off the avalanche on the mountain. At noon, when the gun goes off. Time goes fast, mi amigo. Already the crowd collects down there. Hey, listen, Pete. What are you going to do? How are you going to get away yourself? You will wait in the car, Dutchy, on the cliff road. Where we have left the car for the past three days. But you won't have time. Plenty of time. Three minutes before the crash comes, I throw the switch, and then I run, getting the car. We go fast. And after it is all over, who remembers seeing car on Cliff Road? Maybe they think it lost in Avalanche. Gee, I sure hope nothing slips, so. So believe me, mi amigo. Nothing can slip now. When gun goes off on noon, you hear what I say. It speaks the end for Governor Casa. Now, quick, help me fix the last fuse. Then go. Well, Hatch, anything new? Not so far, Ken. Have you discovered anything? Oh, can't see a thing. I'm just as sure as I am that I'm standing here that something's going to happen. Look, they're wheeling that antiquated saluting cannon up into position. Well, whatever happens, we'll know soon enough now. Oh, stop worrying. Look at these pictures, Kent. Enlargements of the photographs I took yesterday. Oh, nice work, all right. Yes. Yeah. What's that little dot up in the corner there? Let me see. Uh... Oh, oh, yes, that, that's a car. It seems to be in this picture, too. Workman, I imagine. Oh. Where did you take this from, Hatch? Just about here, my dear fellow. Practically the same angle. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, by Jove, and there's that car again. Uh, look, uh, up there on the cliff right now. Huh? Where? Oh, yes, I see it. Up there just above the cliff. Yes. What the... But, Ken, is anything wrong? What, what are you looking at? Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, then come along. We'd better get to our places. Uh, go ahead, Hatch. I'll be right with you. Uh, save me a seat, will you? Well, but what are you doing? Where, where are you going? Don't wait. You go ahead. I just want to see somebody. I should say I do want to see somebody. I want to see the man in that car on the cliff. Good thing Superman has telescopic eyesight. Quick now. I'll duck back at these rocks. Nobody'll see me here. Up we go. Up. Up. Thank heaven for Hatch's pictures I'd never have noticed. That car is the same one they used to kidnap me and, and the man in it. I'm not sure yet. Uh, yes, I am too. The man in it is Dutchy Gann. Well, look out for yourself, Dutchy. Here I come. Hey, hey, where'd you come from? Ah, you've seen me before. Remember what happened to you? Where's Pete Flores and what's he doing? Quick, Dutchy, talk. No, 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 I'll talk. I'll talk. He's in the tunnel. What tunnel? Right over there. He's going to start an avalanche when the gun goes off. What? When the gun goes off? Keep talking, man. Rocks. They'll come down off the mountain. Hit the top of the cliff. Wait, quick. Don't stop. Flores. 
He'll explode the whole works. The avalanche will touch it off. Yes. The cliff will fall on the governor. Governor. Flores is in the tunnel right now. That's all I need to know. I'll handle the rest. And Flores, too. Down that tunnel. Faster. Faster. There he is. With his hand on the switch. Drop that, Flores. Who is there? Stay where you are. I shoot. No good. Take your hand off that switch. Quick. the mountain, right for the top of the cliff. Down comes the full force of the avalanche, heading straight for the dynamite charges in the top of the cliff. Only one man's figure in the way. Red cloaks streaming in the rush of wind. Steel muscles tense. Superman defies the mountain. One final boulder. Huge mass of rock bounding and spinning in the air. If I can keep standing where I am, I can deflect it down that gully. Miss the cliff clean. And miss those crowds down below. I don't know. It's shoving me back. Now, here's the biggest one yet. Last chance. Now then. Now this is the one that does it. Last chance. If this one gets by me, here it is. Now. Turn the slide into that gully. And they're safe. They're safe down below. Now up, up and away. Is everything all over? What do you mean to say you didn't see it? Well, I had a job to do. I just happened to think of it. Uh, what did happen? Why, Kent, it was amazing. Just as the gun went off, a rock slide started from the top of the mountain. No. Fact. Came straight for the top of the cliff. And then something happened. We couldn't see. There was too much dust. Yes. But it was just as though some tremendous hand came down and threw back the rocks. What? No one hurt, not a trace of damage. Gosh, to think I missed all that. And my dear fellow, the pictures I got. Uh, oh, look, here, here comes the governor. Hey there, Kent. Kent. Yes. Hello, Pat. Well, quite a bit of excitement, eh? Well, can't say we didn't warn you, Governor. Well, Kent, that was an accident. If you think you can lay that to Flores, well, and anyhow, I'm still here. If it was Flores' work, where is he? Oh, I, I say, I, I was wrong. There was someone hurt. What's that? Where? Up on the cliff. It seems there was a car. It started off just before the slide, and when the avalanche poured down that gully, the car was right underneath. Well, who was in it? Governor will never know. Whoever it was, poor fellows, they're buried under tons of rock. Poor fellows, don't you believe it? What? Who spoke? Why, Kent, my dear fellow, was that you? Your voice? What do you mean? Oh, sorry. I, gosh, I guess I was just carried away. Say, you were right about Flores, Governor. He'll never touch you now. Well, I was never seriously alarmed, Kent. I was, but I'm not now. Everything's all right. Well, got your pictures, Mr. Hatch? Oh, my dear fellow beauties, wait till Perry White sees them. And wait till he sees my story. Well, so long, everybody. I've got to find a telegraph wire. 
The governor saved in the nick of time. Pete Flores removed by the rock slide which he himself started. And Clark Kent with another scoop. Once again, Superman has served the forces of law and order. Rescued the champion of good government in the heart of the Buffalo Hills. Next week, another thrilling, exciting story of Superman. Tune in and don't miss the beginning. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.